to get 50% off of your next purchase of bones and meat. Use the code It's Oops All Necromancers. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and joining me at the table are Bug. Finny, Seder Druid, never mind. This old lady is not my grandma anymore. <laughs> See? Madam L, half-elf bard, charming slimy boys, and giving revenants toys. Oh. Mm. <laughs> hmm. Didn't like that one. And three. <laughs> Soren Dahl, Hobgoblin Necromancer, you can't spell undead without... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, before we get back into the recap and the episode, uh, is there anything we want to plug? I'm going to plug birds, by the way. Just birds. Mm. Birds are pretty sick. Go look at them. They're good. The government. Love a raven. Might be controlling them. Blue Jays, I don't believe that for a second. Birds are free and true. Perhaps birds are controlling the government. Did you ever consider? shit. I also don't believe that one. Have you seen birds? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes that, like sometimes ducks, they got this look in their eye, like mm. that has something else to do with nothing we're going to discuss today. <laughs> Okay, actual plugs. That's not me. We are going to be at QuadCon. It's a little comic and toy convention at the Crown Plaza in Springfield, Illinois. And that is going to be on June 5th. We snuck in there. <laughs> yeah, we, we wriggled our way in there. I'm going to be lurking. I don't have any toys or comics, but they let me in there. <laughs> I'll have dice. It's free space. Beautiful, beautiful dice. Yeah, so we are going to have our dice, and we are going to have our weird theatrical display that we built. Uh, if you want to come check out that. If you want to stick your fingers in a skeleton's mouth. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> it depends. Well, hold on. How much money you got? Okay, I'm going to say if you're a patron, you can stick your fingers in the skeleton's mouth. I'll say it right here on record. Patrons Patrons only. This whole is patrons only. (laughs) Skeletonsonly.com. Oh, my God. So we're launching a new website called skeletonsonly.com. If you go there, you can just sort of, you know, see bones. I was trying to make something with only phalanges work, but it's not going to happen. Hey, y'all, listen, this is a fucking mess. (laughs) So we will be at the Crown Plaza in Springfield, Illinois, June 5th. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's recap what happened last time in the Finn and question mark. Y'all fought a hag and her frankly non-threatening slime boys. Soren accidentally almost stepped into another plane, but luckily was able to get a door shut just in time. There was a dead kid who came back as a murderous revenant, but Grun slapped the hag's head off before old Petrov could get a single attack in. Finny's amulet was activated by those spooky night hags, uh, the ones outside the door, you know the ones. And finally, some recompense was had by burning down Grilda's horrid little hut, and that's where we are now. At this point in the day, it wasn't, like, super far in the day, so this clearing still has a bit of, like, grayish sunlight leaking into it, uh, which is obviously sort of outshone, as it were, by this massive burning tree. Did you guys do any sort of exploration of the area around this tree? Uh, I think Mm -hmm. Finny just lit it on fire and then zonked out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that's why I figured. Yeah, I, if any time has passed, Madame Al has just kind of been tending her wounds. She got stabbed in the shoulder, I, if I recall. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to roll some hit dice for that. That is correct. You got uh, clawed pretty badly. We all did, actually. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Grun was fine. He's a tough boy. But yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any threat of this fire spreading. I mean, the thing just sort of went up almost immediately due to uh, how oil-soaked it was. Mm-hmm. But it's not close enough to any other trees that, like, a forest fire is a danger or whatever, or a mm-hmm. swamp fire. While Finny is zonked out and Madame Elle is kind of tending to her 
horrible stab wound. I guess I'm just going to sit down on the grass, kind of next to Vinny. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to go through the items we retrieved from under the trap door and see what I can see. Okay. Are you uh, presumably detecting magic as a ritual and to save those precious, precious spell slots and then kind of seeing which ones are magical? Yeah, because until, until we're finished with our short rest, I have uh, no spell slots. Oh, yeah. So as you look over them, the curved ivory statuette is non-magical, as is the set of yellowed pearls, the th- triple set that is on, like, a uh, uh, length of uh, woven chain. Mm-hmm. The necklace that is the sort of bifurcated tongue on a thick leather mm-hmm. cord is magical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rust-colored bag is magical. The or like palm-sized orb is magical, and the two other pouches you grabbed are magical. Why don't you give me Arcana checks and tell me which ones you were checking with which check? Okay. The our ivory statuette is of the person <laughs> like in Screaming. like horrible pain, right? Yes. Uh, it looks like a carving of. A uh, sort of nondescript male who mm-hmm. is tied to something, some sort of pillar. Is it like religious in nature? Or is it just like a kinky statue? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say it's not a kinky statue. <laughs> Dang it. Um, if you want to do a religion check to kind of see if you know any sort of esoteric knowledge about what this may be tied to, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also want to see... So, I know you're saying ivory, but do you mean people ivory? <laughs> um, if you look real close, you notice that it is not one solid piece. It seems to be made of... Yes, we'll say uh, people ivory. It looks like it is some sort of bones that have been melded together. Oh, God. Okay, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and make There are history. definite, like, seams. Like, you know the seams a skull has. There mm-hmm. are those, but... Uh, more minuscule, yeah. where it has been sort of grafted to other bits of bone. Oh, God. I'm about three seconds from yeeting this and directly into the fire again, but I'm going to look at it. Um, okay, I got... I did very badly on that history check. Uh, it's religion, regardless. Oh, God. Well, I already rolled really bad and failed it, so I don't think Who I Who says it. you failed it? That's my decision, not I yours. I got two fours in a row, so... Okay, yeah, no. So, you you so have seven? no clue if this is tied to anything. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know what that thing is. I set that mm-hmm. off to the side, because I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you reckon it might be worth something as a curiosity, if nothing less? Yeah. Okay, uh, then I'm going to go ahead and do arcana checks on the remaining items. Okie dokie. Which one are you doing first? I, I'm just going to do them in order. Um, I will roll for the necklace. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Okay, well, I did get an 18, but the second one was a 4, so plus our, so 9. Uh, you know it is magical, and I will say, because this is how detect magic works, you know mm-hmm. the school of magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, divination. It is divination. Okay. Uh, you can always experiment with it by putting it on. Um, okay. Uh, then I'm going to go ahead and roll for the rust-colored bag. Okie doke. Oh my god, I'm rolling so dog shit! I don't even need to roll again because that was a fucking one. Uh, its magic type is conjuration. Now for the palm-sized orb. Oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? That's a seven? You know, I will say even with a seven, you know what this is. You would know at sight as someone who's been trained in magic and also mm-hmm. uh, who's just been around any magic anywhere. It's a drift globe. Okay. Quick summary. It is a small sphere of thick glass that weighs about a pound. Uh, if you are within 60 feet of it, you can speak its command word and cause it to emanate the light or daylight spell. Once used, the daylight effect can't be used again until the next dawn. Oh. Uh, you can speak another command word as an action to make the illuminated globe rise into the air and float no more than five feet off the ground. It hovers in this way until you or another creature grasps it. If you move more than 60 feet from the hovering globe, it follows you until it is within 60 feet of you. Takes the shortest route to do so. Um, if prevented from moving, the globe sinks 
gently to the ground and becomes inactive and its light winks out. Very cool. All right, time for rolling for the two small bags. That was a nine and with disadvantage, a four again. <laughs> What's going so on? So nine? You've got, you got a curse on you. I got brain You got a case fog. of poop brain. Yeah. It is just through a, a rudimentary look. Um, mm -hmm. One, it detects as illusion-based magic, some okay. sort. Uh, two, you open it, and inside is a powder that resembles very fine sand. So I kind of have these sort of spread out. Um, <clears throat> I've got them out in front of me. Is Madame L, like, near me? Uh, yeah, I would say about this time she's probably finishing uh, attending her wounds. Um, uh, uh, Madam, I've been able to identify the the nature of of the magic of some of these items, but as far as their specific capabilities, uh, it's it's not something I'm familiar with. Uh, would, would you like to take a look? I would love to look through the spoils of our adventure, but perhaps we ought to get a move on. I would hate to see what this fire attracts in the night. Uh, yes, uh, very fair. Um, I guess then everything, I guess I, guess I just scoop um, everything up. Except for the, wait, if I'm recalling correctly, the Drift Globe will follow you, right? Yes, it will if you activate it. Okay. It's still, I guess if we're going back into the Fen, then I'll probably go ahead and, I don't, I, I don't have to keep it. I was just going to activate it anyway. Yeah, it can just float along with it's you guys. It's just our little buddy now. <laughs> I know. We'll personify um, it and grow attached to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. until it gets uh, somehow horrifically destroyed. Finny kind of rolls around and is like, Ugh, my brain hurts. Me too. I I think I saw everything. All of it. Ugh. And then Finny, like, touches his necklace on his chest and so it starts to glow green and Finny feels a burst of magical power within himself and I regained one spell slot. Yeah, yeah. So a quick summary of this item is that much like Soren's heart, it is a uh, artifact of sorts that is based around the design ideology of the vestments of change or whatever the hell they're called in the Explorer's Guide to Wild Amount, where essentially uh, it is considered dormant at this point, and then later it will become awakened uh, and gain more powers, that kind of thing. Essentially, what this very powerful magic necklace can do is that once per long rest, Finny can restore uh, half of their spell slots rounded down as a bonus action to sort of mitigate the fact that at low level you don't have very many spells and it's not it's not fun to listen to or play. Uh, so there is that. In addition, it adds a bonus to Finny's spell save DC equal to half of their proficiency bonus rounded down. So at this current point, a plus one gives you a little bit of extra damage dealing capabilities when you are wild shaped or in your symbiotic entity uh, by adding a plus one to melee attack and damage rolls of say your claws or your bite if you're a wolf or whatever or to your weapons you are wielding when you are in symbiotic entity and finally it does have its downside just like Soren's heart does and that on spell attack rolls of 1, 2, 19 or 20 uh, it automatically causes a wild magic surge. And so at that point, we'll, of course, be rolling on the dumb wild magic table, and uh, it should do some very interesting things <laughs> because it's a very interesting, very good wild magic table. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that is the basic rundown of uh, Finny's wonderful, wonderful cosmological map of a necklace. <laughs> that can do some wild things uh, and will only continue to become more powerful as the story goes on uh, and also have larger negatives to go with the larger benefits. When After, after Finney's necklace glows green and he, he rolls around in the mud some more, just kind of contemplating life, Finney's like, I don't get it. I don't get any of it. What does that thing even say to me? I don't even know. Ugh. I don't even know where this necklace came from. The, my family says that 
It was on me when I was a baby, when they found me. And now it's all weird. Ah! Uh, it, it does merit further investigation, but perhaps we should unpack everything a bit later. Yeah, you're right. I, I think we should try to get Petrov home. Oh, yeah, we should. Uh, I will say, Finny, that whenever you use any of the powers of uh, your necklace now that are specifically associated with it, mm. uh, that instead of the normal sort of greenish glow, it mm. actually coruscates through a myriad rainbow of colors. Ooh. Including some that you're not sure you've ever seen before. Whoa. Oh, hot Whoa. New, color. mm-hmm. new colors just dropped. New colors! <laughs> Madam, I would like to check on Groon and see how... Groon is doing. Is Groon ready to go? Uh, Groon is currently seems to be salting the hag's head in some sort of uh, attempt to preserve it. Salty <laughs> hag bag. Yeah. Uh, other than that, he's he seems fine. I mean, he isn't really that hurt. Um, I'm going to go ahead and roll my hit dice real quick. Okie dokie. I'm a d6, aren't I? Yeah. Yes, you are. Wow! You can add. Hey, better than it could be. You can add a d6 to that. <gasps> oh yeah! Song of rest. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah, I rolled my hit dice earlier. I'm back up to 13 with one hit die. Cool. Mm-hmm. I was fine. I'm oh, at 14. I really for sure needed that because one of the dice I rolled was a fucking one. So I'm gonna go ahead and get six hit points back. So I'm at 11 out of 12. Okay, are we gonna get a move on attempting to navigate our way back out of the fen? Mm-hmm. Got our drift globe yep, going. Yep. Uh, I will say that as you guys sort of leave this clearing in the fen, that it feels less oppressive than it was. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still very dark, which is more due to the fact of the uh, foliage above head than anything else, but it does not feel like it is pressing in on you. Uh, you reckon perhaps some funky things were going on due to the presence of a hag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, survival checks. I got it. I just rolled a nat 20. Wow. Whoa. Wow. You really did see everything. Damn. Yeah. Finny sits straight up from laying down and goes, all right, time to go and starts walking off. Uh, oh, okay. This way, come on! Uh, uh Groon, you, are you coming? Groon gets up whenever Finny presumably starts wandering off into the trees. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I imagine, like, I'm sort of like, <laughs> you know when you're in a grocery store and you don't want to, like, run, but you need to basically be running? You so hustle. You, do, you hustle. <laughs> you do the arms down by your side hustle? <laughs> I'm power walking yeah. with my little drift globe, desperately trying to keep up. <laughs> Okie dokie. That was a very good navigation check. Mm-hmm. So, I grant you a boon. <gasps> As you guys are making your way through this fin, you hear what sounds like gushing water up ahead. Oh. Uh, and you enter a small copse of trees in which there is a effervescent spring. Wow, Whoa. pretty. And standing by this spring is a large deer with oh. ornate antlers. Oh my gosh. And it looks directly at you, Finny. Oh. And you see its form meld down into an elven woman <gasps> wearing deep brown and green robes with uh, antlers upon her head that seem to actually be growing from her head. Whoa. And she goes, Welcome. Ha, hello. Um, Sorry to intrude. Child, you would not be here if I didn't want you to be. Okay. You all look rather tired. Why don't you stay for a moment and I'll see about preparing something for us to eat. Hmm? I'll be making an insight check. Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. 17 on the dice plus 118. There is... No sort of ill intent mm-hmm. that you can sort of intuit from uh, this stranger. Just a sort of 
almost grandmotherly kindness around the eyes uh, mm. and interest. A lot of interest. Uh, uh, like, Finny, have you started approaching her? I think, like, really slowly. I feel like not even really thinking about it, Finny has, like, slowly started subconsciously walking towards her. Uh, uh, hi, uh, Soren. Um, by the way, uh, pleased to meet you. Um, we have found very little so far in this fen that has not been absolutely foul. So, uh, please forgive a little bit of, um, reasonable suspicion. Um, may I ask who you are? I've not had a name in a long time. My goals, we'll say that they align with yours, if I am to understand you correctly. I see. Uh, Grun has dived into the spring at this time. (laughs) And is rinsing himself heartily. Forgive us if we are a bit mistrusting of kind-looking women who approach us, offering rest in the fen. We were nearly just killed by one, you see. Yes, the, the... I'm sorry, I understand the confusion now. I figured where you were heading, and I am in your debt. You have taken care of, well, if I could be so bold as to say, a blight upon the land, and so I offer you aid. I think, no, I feel that we can trust her. Different than the old lady. The old lady was because she was old. Yes. (laughs) This is different, I promise. You must understand that as a follower of our path, and she gestures at Finny, we typically do not intercede when a worthy test is put in front of someone. But you have proven yourself worthy and have assisted me with ridding the Finn of one of its many evils. Mm. That makes me mad. Hey, that's druids, baby. <laughs> I know, but that's shitty. At this point, Madame Owl generally, I think, trusts Finny's... My guts. Guts, trust my, yeah. Trust my guts. So I, I think she'll kind of let her guard down and say, Well, after all we've been through, might as well not look a gift horse in the mouth, hmm? Excuse the language. I guess you were just a horse yesterday, Finnegan. Mm-hmm. We really must talk. Yeah, yeah. It was weird, but I like your horns. They're like mine, kind of. They're different, but they're cool. I like your horns as well, child. And she goes to a sort of, we'll say a hut that is uh, kind of built into the landscapes. around. Like there is a hill near this spring. She lives in a hobbit hole, okay? <laughs> she lives in a hobbit nice. hole. I was realized I was going to start describing it, and it's it's a fucking hobbit <laughs> hole. Yeah, live your truth. Don't at me, Tolkien. <laughs> don't at me from the grave. Hey, I don't know what he's doing in the afterlife. Don't at me. And she returns with a... It's basically a charcuterie board. Hell yes. <gasps> Whoa. It's a big old charcuterie board, uh, and there is a selection of ripe berries oh, with yeah. this charcuterie. Oh, yeah. Finny absolutely goes for those berries. Uh, they're good berries. You heal one hit point when you eat one, and you feel like you've had a uh, large meal. Awesome. I have all my hit points back now. Madame L will partake as well. Soren, eat one of these berries. This is the best thing I've ever had. I'm, um... Do it, do it, do it. Allergic. You're a liar. <clears throat> I think Grun has the right idea. I've been filthy for days, so uh, um, if you'll uh, excuse me, I'm going to uh, remedy that situation. As soon as your foot touches the water, Mm -hmm. you feel better than you have in quite a long time. All your aches are gone. You feel as if you are particularly blessed. Huh. As in the spell. Oh. Or we'll say an hour. Wow. Uh, Grun is shimmering, by the way. (laughs) Oh, my God. He already was. Don't even lie. He was already shimmering. He's like a twilight dwarf. Oh, my God. No, he's not. He's not Mormon. (laughs) God damn it. I really should have thought that one over. Anyway. Um, Yes. As they're sitting there eating, uh, Finny looks in his cloak and is like, 
Uh, all right, you two, come on out. Come get some snacks, but please don't argue. There is a look of surprise on this druid's face as both your rats come out, living and dead. And she goes, is that where Thaddeus got to? What? You know, you know him? Of course I do. Child, that's my familiar. I would recognize Thaddeus anywhere. Uh, oh, uh, oh. I wondered where he was when I got back from my walk last evening. Wallace, did you know, did you know about this? Wallace shrugs uh, and then shakes a tiny rat fist at Thaddeus. <laughs> Why do you guys hate each other? <laughs> Thaddeus, meanwhile, is just sort of cleaning himself and looking like he's pointedly ignoring Wallace. Well, Finny hands them both a cracker. They both start snacking. They sit a little closer while snacking. Mm. Kind of keeping an eye on each other, though, as much <laughs> as a rat can. <laughs> well, I certainly wouldn't want to remove Thaddeus from your service. He may be my familiar, but I am not his master. If you would like to keep him with you, and if he would like to stay, then... Well, I mean, he is pretty cute, but but that's up to him, I guess. I, I wouldn't want to... I don't want to take him from you if he's your friend, but... It would be nice for Wallace to have a friend his own size. Oh. Wallace is emphatically shaking his head now. <laughs> I've always thought that. I've always thought, wow, rats kind of hang out together. And, and Wallace doesn't have anyone to hang out with other than me, really. And that must be a little bit lonely sometimes. Child, when you've lived as long as I have, friends come and friends go. Thaddeus is a faithful servant and friend, but I would not be unduly upset if he chose a different path than mine. And she sort of looks down at Thaddeus and they lock eyes and then he performs a deep bow, sort of sweeping the cracker out like it's his hat. <laughs> and she bows her head back at him and goes, there's always others who are willing to assist me in my ventures. Wow, Wallace, you're going to have a Wallace is pouting. He's still eating his cracker, but he is pouting. I'm going to have to perform rat therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, you guys, you snack. You do your things. You take a wonderful bath if you want to in this enchanted spring that oh, is just yeah. the right temperature. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. Madame Al will soak her feet. For the next hour, you are under the benefits of the bless spell. Yeah. And... This druid scoops up some of the water in uh, these small filters that she has and caps the bottles for each of you. Uh, you each have one bottle of this enchanted spring water. Ooh. Once again, I cannot state enough what you have done for me and the Finn as a whole. Much uh, appreciated. I'm assuming that Grun and I have come back at this point. Yes. Uh, I do, um, since we have done you such a... Uh, a, a service. Um, there were some um, peculiar um, occurrences with our experience. Um, there were numerous um, entities involved, uh, not just Gerda. Numerous, you say? It seems as though we had gotten involved in a larger conflict. There were um, several night hags attempting to infiltrate um Grilda's home while we were uh while we were present there they seemed to be mm, thankful um that she had been killed and one uh made made their way into the hut and left with her body it was very Strange. Is this anything you would know something about? That is indeed of interest. However, I generally do not parlay with hags often. Despicable sort. Um, feuds between covens are not unheard of, but between, well, anyone can hold grudges, I guess. Ah. Oh. My apologies. I wish I could be more of service. No, no trouble, no trouble. Uh, 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 one, one more thing. Of course. The realm that these, that this hag in particular, um, the night hag, of course, um, appeared from, it was extremely strange. And I guess I describe what I saw when I opened the door. I talk about the weird purple glowing 
fire yep. and like neon colored tripped out plant life and stuff. And you see at the mention of this, there's almost a certain strain beneath the surface of her face. Mm. Mm. And she goes, that is peculiar. I must admit, it sounds like... <sighs> How much do you know about our planar system? I, I, um, I know the, the basics. Also, if anybody else wants to get on this conversation so it's just not me and Oz talking to each other for, like, too long. <laughs> uh, I think Madame Elle is soaking her feet still and kind of listening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Benny's just sitting there contently with both of his rats watching the conversation, soaking mm-hmm. all the knowledge in, like, yeah. Oh, oh so mm. sponge brain. Planar system. Occasionally in places of great energy, we will say, the planar borders between our plane, the material plane, and others can be weakened. For example, you could stand at the heart of a volcano and find yourself suddenly in the elemental plane of fire. Hmm. For what you described, it sounds like you saw the Umber Fan. I Am I familiar with that at all, or no? Uh, you would know of it barely, because, like, planar exploration is a thing that people do. Mm-hmm. It is dangerous, but you can explore other planes if you have the magic or technology or what have you to get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you might have heard, like basal rumor on what mm-hmm. it is. A lot of planes, the people who go exploring there, like their shit's locked up in their personal diaries. Mm-hmm. But you would know it as essentially the plane of shadow or a sort of dark analog to the fan. Okay. Which is sort of the, for listeners who know anything about Pathfinder, it is a lot like the first world. For people who only know about Forgotten Realms and D&D, it's like, what if the Feywild was better? (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, the idea is that it is a sort of a template for what the material plane became, and so there is some extra weirdness. The Umber Fan is its dark reflection. Hmm. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I guess I look at, um, Madame Allen say, uh, much, I'm assuming much like the uh, gates in Helvetir? I have heard of those, and yes, it is similar to the Infernus gates. Those are stable connections that have been formed, but what you saw was an unstable one. Uh, You were quite lucky that you did not pass through and become trapped. The the witch, she she touched my necklace, Uh, and now it's it feels different. And she made me see everything. <laughs> I'm imagining Finny's <laughs> pupils going, whoa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she approaches you, we'll say, at speed. And by at speed, I mean it looks like she fucking teleported. Oh, oh God. And she grasps your necklace and goes, now that is a point of interest. I thought that's what this is, but now I am certain. I've, Child, do you know uh, what you have? N- no, I, I've i had it since I was a baby. My family, they found me, and it was on me, and it's, it's always been with me. I will say this now. Keep it safe, and never let it out of your sight, and be wary. Oh. Well, that's cryptic. And extremely helpful. I... Do apologize, but some things are not meant to be explained. Benny grows serious. I feel like more serious than any of you have ever seen him. And grabs onto his necklace and says, I'll protect it. It's always been there for me, so I'll make sure I never lose it. Good. Good. Now, unfortunately, I believe it is time for us to part ways. I have other duties I must attend to, and you surely do not want to stay in the Finn, but I can assist on that matter. In what way? I need you all to grab on to me, and we will get you returned to Grishtal. Oh. <laughs> How does she know where we're going? I guess Grishtal is the closest place. Oh, she saw us coming She's from She's been Grishtal. watching you us have, this whole time. You have you entered her Finn. She knows where you yeah. have been. 
<laughs> yeah. Really cool of her to do absolutely nothing. Yeah, well, that's how druids work sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's okay. I get it. I'm just... Soren doesn't like it. I guess Madame L's the only one still soaking her feet, so she'll get together, get herself together, and yeah. do as she is told. I'll grab my jacket off the branch it was hanging on. Come on, and... Groon! Don't forget your deer hat! Groon grabs his glaive uh, and moves in front of the druid and faces forward. All right. Glaive I held forward. I think we're all holding hands like a happy little family. And you see her entire body is limbed in this sort of greenish fire. Oh. And she takes two steps forward and then is sprinting and runs directly into a tree. What? And you all follow and pop from her grove to the outskirts of Grishtal. And she looks around at you and then lets go of your hands and essentially leans backward into the tree and is gone. Wow! That made me feel sick. I want to do magic like that one day! Mm, okay, the matter at hand. Um, first things uh, f first. Uh, madam, should we return Petrov? Madam Al is kind of steadying herself with her cane. That that made her nauseous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh huh. Soren didn't mm -hmm. like it either. <laughs> she says, "Yes, I think that is first on our list." Are we right behind the tannery? Uh, you are not directly behind it. You are a bit further down the line from it, but it is within sight. Okay. I suppose we kind of solemnly head in that direction then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Madam Al will. We'll just go ahead and knock on the door. And you hear, sort of muffled by the door, just a moment. And shortly thereafter, the door is opened by Hegrig, who looks up at you and then looks at the... Uh, Sora and I assume you're holding the bundle. I've got... It's in the basket with the lid on. Okay. Like... It, not it. He's his uh, little boy yeah, the child body corpse. in the basket. The child corpse in the basket, yeah. Uh, and looks at the small basket in your arms, Sorn, and mm -hmm. tears well up in her eyes. And she says, so you found him. That's right. We, it's done. And she bursts into tears and hugs you, Madame L. I don't think we've seen anyone hug Madame L this whole campaign. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> do you do the awkward back pat? Uh, well, she kind of puts her arms up for a second and then and then kind of does the, the awkward back pat, yes. And with that, Auric and Argenta uh, come out at the commotion and they mm -hmm. take the basket from you, Soren. And they are also, you know, tearing up a bit and... Finally, Hagrid calms down some and says, You truly are a good person, Madame L. Thank you for bringing our boy back to us. Of, of, of course. It's the least that could be done. If I may, um, it is worth mentioning. He, he was avenged. And we have reason to believe that his soul is at peace. Madame L nods. And they, you know, once again, profusely thank all of you. They ask for some privacy. They are able to offer a modest amount of gold, about 80 gold to you guys, which is a large amount for uh, owners of a tannery to be putting forward. I don't want it. Yeah. I, I think Finny declines it as well. Yeah. I can't take this. Yes, we were promised a reward by the mayor, and I think that will be more than enough. I'm just happy knowing no other kids will end up this way. Y yes. And with that, Hagrid tears up a bit again and is once again profusely thanking you and talking about, you know, how kind you are, your heroes, whatever. Oh. I don't feel like doing a whole roleplay thing. It's unnecessary, and yeah. I, don't, uh -huh. <laughs> I can't make myself cry on command, so. Uh -huh. yeah. Also trying to simulate that vocally is such a bad thing to listen to oh my god <laughs> so i'm not doing that yeah yeah plus i think i mean probably all of us except maybe finney are sort of emotionally 
uh, weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no one wants to deal with that. Uh, yeah, no, I we can no. we can just okay, say cool. that that she thanks us and and sends us on our way. Yeah. 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 We'll give them uh, their privacy. Yeah. Um, as we move towards the pub, uh, Madame L would like to mm-hmm. consider the time of day. Is it, has the sun just set? No, it's not that late in the day. It's like uh, maybe four or five in the afternoon. Okay. So the sun is getting lower, but, uh, well, as much as you can tell in Thraxil, yeah. well, with it being constantly cloud covered. Okay, so perhaps it would be about the time of day when people are starting to get off work and head towards the... That is correct. Okay. Um, People would probably be going there for their evening meal if they typically do so at the uh, the hag's steak. Yeah. So. So as Madame L kind of leads this somber procession, except for Garoon, who's eating a summer sausage uh, towards the hag's steak, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think when we get into where we can see the pub, mm-hmm. uh, she's going to kind of abruptly stop and take a breath and then... Turn around and you'll see the normal Madame L uh, with a smile on her face again and say, all right, everyone. Um, now, I know this might be difficult, but chin up. We have a little bit of a little bit of performance to put on here. And she moves over to Finney and kind of messes up his hair and uh, kind of ruffles up their clothes. Uh, what, what are you doing? Now, if we are going to make the most of this situation, we have to get the townspeople to... Uh, at the very least, acknowledge us, and she's going to then move on to Soren and kind of try to get him to stand up straight and look as proud as you can, Mr. Soren. Oh, oh, okay. And then she's going to turn to Groon and look at Groon and not do anything to Groon because Groon mm-hmm. probably is perfect. Looks, is perfect and rugged and uh, <laughs> beautiful. Is Groon just kind of like dragging the head along on the ground behind him? Oh, he's got it uh, in a sack over his shoulder. Okay. Uh, with his glaive resting on the other shoulder. Beautiful. He has finished his summer sausage at this point, by the way. Very important. <laughs> important updates. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So just follow my lead, everyone, and it will be right as rain. Okay. okay. <laughs> and she begins marching towards the hag state. I follow. Yeah, me too. Groon follows as well. Uh, I would say Groon probably sets a pace with Madame L. And she'll kind of abruptly open the door to this bar and pause for a second and have a look around. Oh, yeah, I'm supposed to describe things. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. And what happens next? Um, how. It, how exactly do you go about opening this door? Do you, like, kick it open? Not kick it open. It's not... We're not into cliches here, but... Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> You're not me drunk at the curve at age 21. Don't kick open yeah. the door. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, I mean, kind of abruptly, you know. Okay. Uh, as you swing open this door, perhaps with some sort of flourish, people do stop. Conversations do stop because, well, they know the normal crowds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, no one opens a fucking door that way. <laughs> and as they are looking at you, Groon takes the t- the head in the sack and sort of spins it over his head like a sling and flings it and it lands on the bar and sort of unfolds with uh, the <sighs> hag's head, tongue stuck out, eyes rolled up. Very salty. Yeah, and then he gestures to you a little bit, like, okay, your turn. I do a little clap. Madame L looks at Groon as kind of like a unexpected well done. Uh, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. also a performer. Like, come on, guys. That's true. He's That's true. also in a circus. I think Madame L is just going to kind of go all out and climb up on top of Holy the bar shit. to get everyone's attention. Finney, I think Finney says that under his breath, too, like... Oh my god, holy shit! People of Grishtal, the four of us have delved into the fin, and we have slain a creature, a foul creature that was stalking your children. I, Madame L, who heard the cry of a poor child's lost soul and followed it into the wild fen. Mr. Soren, the humble stable hand whose knowledge of the dark creatures surely saved our lives. 
Soren looks awkward and attempts to become smaller. Young Finnegan, who burned the foul, child-eating hag's lair to the ground with a flick of the wrist. Uh, Finny curtsies. <laughs> and Groon, Hagsbane, who slew the despicable monster with one swing of his mighty glaive. Groon sort of looks back and forth and puffs up his chest. It is our pleasure to have served you. Okay, give me that performance check with advantage. That was pretty good. Wow, beautiful. That, that was, was really beautiful. good. I got goosebumps. As you say this, uh, the boys are like, oh, they slayed a hag. You see that? That's a hag's head if I've ever seen one. And one runs past you, Soren, and looks up at the sign and then looks at the bar and goes, yep, that's a hag, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I rolled a, with advantage, I rolled a 14. Mm-hmm. Plus... Five, so a 19. After some mumbling around, mostly from the boys, <laughs> there is a round of applause. And Thorismud looks up at you on his bar and he quickly whips out that mare sash and hat and goes, As mayor of this town, I thank you all handsomely. And bows. And then he sort of takes off the hat and the sash and then goes, and as uh, bartender of the hag steak, <laughs> drinks are on the house. Did you just change your voice? Listen, kid, when you become a mayor, you get the mayor's voice too. Trust me. Never mind. Woohoo! Well, you heard the man. Drinks are on the house. With that, Groon goes up, and who knows if he actually understood what you meant or not. <laughs> and he swings his glaive directly into a keg of you immediately recognize the smell of whiskey. Oh, God. And starts drinking from the keg. <laughs> it's fucking party time, y'all. One more thing, everyone. They are enthralled at this point. They <laughs> are hanging on your every word. They stop <laughs> in the middle of carousing and pay attention. I propose, and she lifts up her whiskey that has materialized before her, surely. And um, mm -hmm. she says, <laughs> in honor of the continued safety... Of the children of your town, I propose we celebrate, as children do, at the circus. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! And the boys, yeah, all right, sure. I haven't been out Come to the circus on, yet. Come on, Mr. The Boys! Let's go party at the circus! And uh, the head boy, whose name I can't remember and is not important. It was Tony. Uh, it's Mr. Mr. The Boy. It was definitely Mr. Tony. Tony the Boys. Uh, Tony bends down and scoops you, Finny, onto his shoulders and uh, follows in the direction you were pointing, presumably at the circus. Uh, and before we go, Madame Al will look at the mayor and, and that reward you promised. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Mayor business. Puts on the hat and sash. Of course, madam. <laughs> if you will simply allow me, I will return momentarily with your reward. And he, uh, goes to a room behind the bar and you hear some things shifting around. Something definitely gets thrown across the room and he comes back carrying this ornate chest that he opens and it seems to be overflowing with gold. Wow. Whoa. Surely this is a start to repaying this wonderful service you have rendered my town. You are too kind, Mayor. It is my humble duty to serve. And then he takes off the hat and also to serve drinks and puts the hat back on. <laughs> That's just a little mayor slash bartender humor for us and also the listener. And he winks at uh, a random person in the bar. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. Do we say goodbye now? It sounds like we're moving the scene elsewhere. I mean, I'm I, Finney's on the back of, of Mr. The Boy. Yeah, you're on your way to the circus on as is Groon. Yeah, so. I think we try to lead as many people as we can up to the circus. I don't know. There's something that I wanted to do first. So if I'm kind of trailing behind and every, nobody really notices, I can kind of peel off. If I may, because Madame L was kind of at the end of this party too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think Madame L is is about to walk out of the pub and she sees Soren isn't coming and says, mm -hmm. are you coming, Mr. Soren? Momentarily. Um, it's been a, a, a 
a t- tiring few days, and all I really want is um just a solid plate of burnips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. I'm assuming I need to make a roll because I'm lying. Uh, Madame Al probably doesn't care. <laughs> Madame Al would just toss Soren some gold and say, "Suit yourself." Uh, thank you. Um, I'll. I will be. Um. She's gone. Okay. Figures. Yeah. So, while Soren stays behind to have a uh, delicious bowl of stewed burnips. You all progress to the circus with Finny sort of leading the charge on top of Mr. Tony the boys. And as you approach, you see, of course, JJ out. The circus has the show itself has not yet started. Uh, and he's sort of, you know, doing his carnival barker thing. And why don't you both give me insight checks? I got a 21. I got a 17. You notice a look of almost murderous rage in JJ's eyes for just a moment whenever he sees the two of you and then it is quickly gone behind Uh. his uh, sort of cherry expression uh, as he welcomes all the people to the circus (laughs) Um, as we come through does he uh try to interact with uh, us? He, I mean, he acknowledges you. He says, ah, I see that my stars have brought most of the town with them. Now that's what I call quality. And he <laughs> looks at you, uh, Madame Ellen goes, I presume this was your doing, L. Yes, I I do apologize for my, our abrupt absence. We killed a hag. So you did. Indeed we did. I'm... Mm-hmm. And Groon helped us. So he did. Indeed, uh, Groon is the talk of the town. Groon Hagsbane, they've been calling him. Have they? And it was quite a lucrative endeavor, and, well, we couldn't have done it if we were not here with the circus, so I am I'm certain a fair portion of that reward is going to you. Perhaps it is. And he sort of cuts the uh, carnival barker thing and leans down and goes, perhaps the three of us should have dinner soon and catch up on where you were. Hmm? Doesn't even notice that Soren's not there. Nope. Yes, that would be that would be wonderful. Perhaps tomorrow evening then. For now, the show must go on. And he stands back up to his full height and, you know, shoots some sparks out of his hands or fucking whatever. And continues directing people about seeing the wonders from across the world and blah, 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 blah. And with that, let us go ahead and cut back to Soren, who's just finished his wonderful bowl of stewed burnips. I'm assuming Thurismood is still at the bar, right? Yeah, he's just sort of cleaning up. People were all about going to the circus and just sort of left their shit or, like, tossed their drink to the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. Frankly, the amount of persuasive power that Madame L holds is a bit frightening to Soren, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little concerning, but mm, we'll deal with that later. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how I want to go about this, because this is the first time he's been back in the Thraxel for... A minute. Uh, at least a decade, yes. Yeah. He has some pretty pressing questions he'd like to be, uh, at least try to find the answers to. So, Soren's not really good at this kind of thing, but does Thurismood, like, talk much? Like, chit-chat much while while I'm sitting there? Uh, he is a consummate professional who went to bartending school, so he does indeed make small talk. Oh, okay. I see you're a, uh, Burnick boy, huh? I notice it seems to be your favorite thing. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, um, had him a lot as a kid. Oh, yeah? Well, they are an acquired taste. Uh, where'd you grow up? Uh, small town. You wouldn't know it. Yeah, well, they say the same thing about Grishtal. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Um, now I do, um, not to, uh, uh, pry too much or, or to, to be, um, inappropriate, but... <laughs> This situation with 
the hag, did the guard not do anything about it? We sent a few guards in Mm. maybe a month ago. Mm. They never came back. Most people who go as deep as you did never come back. And uh, old Medrash said that he wasn't risking any more of his men on a, and I quote, fool's errand. Mm. So, you know, what can you do? Sounds about right. We sent off to the Black Mountain and... They weren't going to supply anyone. That's that's just the way of it sometimes. Um, yeah, that's Nathraxel. Um, uh, Med- Medrash, you say? Is he the, the one in charge around here? But outside of yourself, of course. Yeah, he's the uh, guard captain. Mm. Nice enough guy, you know, as far as guards go, I guess. Yeah. He keeps the town safe, but doesn't really like, you know going out past our borders, that kind of thing. Yeah, well, uh, above his pay grade, probably. Um, well, uh, it has been um, just just lovely. Um, it seems like I, uh, I'm already quite a bit late to the party, so I, I better start heading that way. Yeah, of course. Hey, real quick, usually I'd have, you know, one of the boys help me, but you mind helping me out with something real quick? Um, I just need you to, you know, hold something steady. I suppose. Pose. Um, okay. What do you need? Yeah, if you just want to go ahead and uh, hold this pike steady while I get this head up there. Uh, can do. Thanks, bud. Absolute legend. <laughs> and he grabs the head and you guys go out front and he kind of assists you in stabbing this long length of wood into the ground and then with a sickening stabs the head on top of it. Goes, that'll be good for business, you know. The hag steak and all. On brand, yes. <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, you want to walk me down or anything? You know, everyone else went off to the circus, so I figure I might as well check it out, too. Uh, I'm I'm fine, thanks. Um, Can't get you a witch's brew or nothing? Uh, stomach doesn't take it well, unfortunately. Oh, uh, yeah, something about the vinegar and whiskey doesn't sit right with people. I don't know. It's good stuff. Anyway, you, uh, you have a good night. You too, uh... Maybe I'll see you at the circus. Yeah, yeah, maybe you will. Sounds like they're about to go on a, a rom-com date. Oh my god, no! <laughs> Soren X Thoris Mid. Uh, <laughs> he quickly puts on his uh, mare's hat and sash and goes, Off to the circus! Okay. And puffs up his chest and strides away. Okay, um, I want to go back to that alleyway where um, Gustav's great grimoires was... Can I locate uh, it's it? Gustav's Gristall Grift in Gristall. Sorry, thank you. Gristall's Gustav's Gristall. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And they only get worse from here on out. I assure you. Oh God. I will be designing his store names with even more terrible tongue twisters if I can. Mm. Yeah, as you're roaming around, sort of the warehouses near the docks, trying to find this place again. Mm-hmm. You walk past an alleyway that is completely empty, and just out of the corner of your eye, you suddenly see Gustav's Gristall Grift, and you sort of stop, do a double take, and the alley is no longer there, but Gustav's Gristall Grift is. Okay, okay. Um, you can do this, Soren. You, you helped kill a hag. You did that, and nobody died. Okay. All right. Um, approaching the door, uh, I walk up to the to the door and, and open it and head inside. You open it, and of course, there's the gentle tinkle of some bells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is as it appeared last time you were here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gustav is not within sight. I guess I walk up to the to the front desk where we did before. I realize mm-hmm. there's no bell because Finney still has it. But um, I guess I'd probably stand there and wait for a couple minutes. Uh, as you're waiting, you hear something shift to your right. And you turn to see Gustav uh, standing upside down connected to one of those uh, like catwalks that are around the sides of the building. <laughs> and he says, Greetings, Mr. Soren. What can I do for you on this Fine evening. Oh, hi, um, Gustav. Uh, you're just there suddenly. I do apologize on 
not greeting you when you entered my fine establishment. I was, in fact, busy with an experiment. Oh, say no more. Um, I will not. It is highly confidential. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I'm so afraid. Um, so, uh, I was uh, looking for a certain something in uh, p- particular, uh, but I didn't know if you um, had it in stock. And what would that be, Mr. Sorwin? I was uh, w- wondering if you happened to carry... Any uh, dust, dust of uh, disappearance, anything like like that? He's sweating so so much. He's so sweaty. <laughs> ah, got some things you gotta do on the down low, on the confidentiality <gasps> no. side. I no, I understand, no, uh, Mister Um uh, Of course, uh, I do. As any good purveyor of magical goods, as well as scrolls of invisibility, or perhaps even. A cloak of invisibility, though I reckon that is perhaps outside of your price range, or even a simple scroll of pass without trace. Would any of these things interest you? One of my most valuable customer sorry, valued customers. Uh, any number of those items uh, might work, Gustav, plus um, any additional... Um, payment that might be required for perhaps forgetting this conversation happened. Mr. Soren, I am offended. I would never speak of any sort of transaction between myself and my value customers. I assure you, there is utter confidentiality between us. Of course, of course. Um, how much would the asking price be for, um... A, uh, a scroll of in- invisibility. For you? Well, let me do some considerations. Uh, do you have any objects of interest you could offer in trade, perhaps? Uh, y- yes. Um, I guess with pretty, very shaking hands, Soren mm-hmm. is going to um, lay out the necklace with the tongue on it, the uh, rust-colored bag, and then the two small bags out on the table. And he's also going to Put out the blunderbuss with the cartridges. Okay. And as you're laying these out, you see he just sort of continues to walk upside down. (laughs) And he steps his foot off (laughs) while upside down and just sort of flips around to the upper side. Mm -hmm. And starts strolling further up the wall. And then reaches down at his feet and plucks out a scroll and then just sort of does a front flip and gently floats down to in front of you and goes, Now, this is quite an assortment of items you have there, Master Soren, but you're not holding out on me, are you? I don't... I'm afraid I don't know what you mean. Now, I am a man who gathers much info for many purposes. You wouldn't happen to have a certain statuette, would you? And there is a avaricious gleam in his eyes. Oh, God. Here's the thing. I didn't want to give it to him because I think maybe I can use it for a tattoo, but I don't really know. Um, we did uh, locate a statuette. Um, why the interest? It doesn't have any magical properties as far as I can tell. Consider me a collector of curiosities. And he winks at you. Okay, uh, then I guess I reach in. Um, uh, we could be willing to to part with it. Are you sure um, none of the other items uh, here would be sufficient? And he looks them over and goes, Twin Tongue Amulet that hasn't been invested in. Bag of tricks. Mr. Sorn, you have two pouches of dust of disappearance here. You do know this, correct? Yeah, yes. Well, it can never hurt to have backup, ah. Uh, the blunderbuss is just a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who who might want a gun. I'm trying to... I don't want to be carrying this gun around anymore. It is a gun. For the blunderbuss, I can offer you the scroll. The rest, I have plenty of. Uh, c- could we perhaps exchange the um, statuette for um, a, 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 a favor to be determined later? Nothing uh, too extreme, of course. Now that 
is an interesting endeavor that you have laid before me. Interesting enough to agree? Mr. Soren, I am indeed a gambling man. I accept your offer. And he holds out a scaled hand. Uh, thank you. Um, I very hesitantly reach out and shake his hand, um, and I will take the scroll and slide over the the blunderbuss and the statuette. Okay. Uh, as you lock hands, you feel almost like a chain wrap around your hands. What the fuck? And you see a small, intricate green G glowing on your palm. And he says, the deal has been sealed, as they say. Thank you uh, for your time, Gustav. Um, I'm sure we will see each other uh, uh, again soon. I certainly hope so. You have a nice night now. Good night. I basically run walk out of there. (laughs) You leave, you hear a influx of air behind you. As if a void is suddenly being filled, and if you peer over your shoulder, Gustav's Grishdal Griffs is gone. <sighs> Welcome back to the end of the episode, everyone. Welcome back! We have a little more information on that event that is coming up on June 5th. Oh, yes. It is called QuadCon, and it's happening in Springfield, Illinois, at the Crown Plaza. It's going to be a really good, fun time. I think. Yeah, it should be. There's going to be nerds and merchandise, and I'm selling my dice. Also, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you get to stick your hand into the skull of of no names. Of many names, of all time, of all knowledge. It's going to be a fun event, a little bit smaller than uh, the larger conventions that you hear of. But if you haven't been to a comic book or anime convention before, this might be a good chance to check it out. Put your uh, your little toesies in the water. Um, so, yeah, uh, you should check that out. And you should also check us out at bit.ly slash all necromancers. That's all for this episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.